Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. My name is Noor. My name is Noor. And together we are light-hearted dads. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to Light-Hearted Dads episode 4. Mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. Time That's flies. happened quick, man. Um, yeah, so look, I'm going to kick us off by quickly giving a quick shout out to Quaker Street. Inshallah. Wallahi, they've actually helped us out a lot. And I think they deserve, they don't actually know we're doing this. And it's not planned or nothing. But me and uh, Nuribai, we thought, you know what, we need to give them a quick shout out. They also do amazing bubble teas, uh, coffee. Coffee is very premium. Uh, they have slush, milkshakes, you name it. They have amazing space out here. And honestly, they do us a massive favors, man. And anyone who wants to do some recording, uh, do their own podcast. I've actually had sister say we should do our own one. And I said, why don't you? Do come over to Quaker Street. The prices are very competitive. Alhamdulillah, I suggest you guys to open your own one and we'll listen in, inshallah. Yeah, share your opinions, you know, because... Uh... That I can come out yours. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah, I guess, you know, um, well, no, you know, uh, we've had some really interesting uh, sessions. And I think uh, episode two was a really, really interesting clips that we had, didn't we? Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Uh, I definitely take all the comments on board. And I think a lot of people jumped onto the bandwagon uh, from our trailer, right? And uh, yeah, I took all the best bits. Be a man. <laughs> you know, I, I took literally everything out of context and put it in. Yeah, into a nice clickbait trailer. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, they just need to know all the audience out there that that's my opinion, right? And that's what I think. I'm not a perfect person, and I don't know everything. So, um, and it doesn't involve like involve fathers as a company, right? That's I, I don't have anything to do with that that's yours right so mm. it's not um involved father's opinion it's my own opinion so you shouldn't give any involved father's a bad name or in, look at it in a bad light i'm just putting it out there man because i know that's your bread and butter man and i don't <laughs> I, I don't i don't want this people coming and saying oh he's making involved father look bad i'm not making involved father look bad because got nothing to do with it yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it actually hasn't. But, you know, um, like I said, I think uh, one of the things I've said to a lot of people when when speaking about um, this show in itself, especially episode number two, because that was the most... Uh, I loved it, probably man. Probably controversial one that came out. Um, that Which is that, look, you know, it's quite clear in the video. I disagree with you. Yeah. You disagree with me. And that's perfectly fine. You know, um, you've got your opinion and, you know, I, I have mine and... Uh, I think mine's always better, but you know. <laughs> You're an expert in this, mate. Do you, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I come from well, a completely different field and so, I, I don't mind. The thing is, it's education, right? Mm. Uh, if I'm going to sit there and say, I'm right and you're wrong, my opinion is not going to change, then yeah, I get it. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'll, but you know what? You've taught me a lot already, but there's some mm -hmm. opinions that I haven't got the answers for. Maybe that is one of the things I might have to research, learn or take a sheikh opinion and stuff like that. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, I think definitely. Um, One of the things that we, we made clear is that, you know, here we're having a discussion, we're sharing opinions, um, our thoughts on the matter. Um, and some of them are just that, just our thoughts. It's not really anything beyond that. Um, but one thing we've made clear that, inshallah, very soon we'll be having different speakers coming in, different guests coming in, mm. so we can really pick their brains. Those who are the, the, the quote-unquote experts, you know, um, so they're the ones that we want to really bring in um, and, and pick up their opinions because... 
at the same time, Hamza has been a lot, a lot of good suggestions on on topics that we can really discuss. And I know Alhamdulillah, you know, especially because this is lighthearted dads, you know, it's everything and everything, everything and anything regarding fatherhood, dads, or what happens in our mm. lives. So um, some of them started questioning, when did you go? When did I become a marriage kind of show? I said, or a, you know, a relationship kind of show. And uh, I said, well, you know, the, the podcast in itself is more about the wider kind of net of fatherhood not just really just focusing on the parenting but everything impacts on parenting really yeah yeah now uh, i've had some amazing feedbacks i've had some <laughs> some people call me up saying uh just be careful uh i really care for you i care about you um i just want to make sure that you're not co um, compromising your life or doing things to uh might jeopardize well, we'll jeopardize was, well. was, was that your wife bro <laughs> nah, nah, alhamdulillah, my wife's been listening in, man. And um, yeah, she's not said anything, surprisingly. She just yeah. listens, she goes, she likes it, and she just says, oh, it's good. It's good that you're doing it. Because what it is, it's the brothers that call me afterwards that tell me, subhanAllah, you spoke for some of us. You spoke for me. I know what you're talking about, and stuff like that. And she's either next to me, or I mean, I'm driving, they're on loudspeaker mm. and you know, like some of the comments that they'll read, they'll get like, they'll get frustrated from them. And I said, don't worry, these, you can't please everyone. And I'm not here to please anyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm here to speak about what's out there and what I see from my experience. I deal with different brothers, does it make sense? Mm. So um, I'm speaking out loud. And if I'm wrong or if I'm having to be pointed out correctly to like this is what it is by all means man like fire away but mm. yeah but you know what i've actually seen i've noticed something and i think you probably have as well yeah. from the comments you could tell that only reason why you get triggered is you're actually going through it well i think what do you think no i have to agree i think a lot of people remember the topics we discussed mm. Um, is very close to home for a lot of people and everyone's experiences are different you know yeah. and I think uh, you know when when comments are made or, or statements are said it can you know it depends on the person's experience isn't it like you know, um, uh, you know if you're going through something in life and you know you know and a certain comment comes your way that could mean like well it triggers you like oh my god I can't believe you know you said something like that my life is like this um, and sometimes you might just take it off. Oh, it doesn't really bother me. It's not related to me. So, you know, you, you might talk about uh, toxic in-laws and so forth. And you might be having a fantastic relationship. So you'd be like, you laugh it off. Mm. And then somebody else might be actually going through a really torrid time. And for them, obviously, it means a different thing. So naturally, you, it's going to be very opinionated. And it's going to divide people's opinion. And um, I don't think it's, uh, is, I don't think it is a one-size kind of fits all. Yeah. Um, each approach is going to have to be tailored. Of course, man. Of course. Yeah. Like, I'm not generalizing and saying, um, like, every situation is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to swear and saying, you know, it'd be silly to think. Yeah. Like, I'm generalizing and saying, yeah. But it may have crossed, it may come across that way. But do you remember when I spoke to you on that day, the first thing I said was, man, I'm ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I said, oh, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> you, you, you already cranky that day. <laughs> I was, I was, but it is what it is anyway. Yeah. But anyway, Alhamdulillah, like um, we can move on from that. Yeah, we can, um, inshallah. But you know, I take your um, comments on board. 
But how much of that's going to change, I don't know. I thought you were just going to say, I'm going to be a changed man. But just, I don't it know. Happen, <laughs> how much of that is going to change me? Look, if it's constructive and if it's um, to the point, um, Alhamdulillah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like that. Mm. Direct. Do you get it? But um, wrong doesn't, wrong, two wrongs doesn't make it right. Do you get me? Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to say something wrong and then you're going to come back at me. Just since you decided to throw some disclaimers out there because obviously you've had threats to your life, but you know, um, uh, what is it that you actually do? <laughs> because people might know, okay, right, I'm involved fathers, you know, but who are yeah, you? so I had this funny phone call, yeah, and said to me, I'm worried for you, bro. I go, What are you worried for? He goes, uh, A lot of things about you might get brought up. Um, or comments might be said about you or whatever, etc. And I said, what are you on about? I said, like, um, or are, you, are you talking about threats, like physical or stuff like that? He goes, nah, it's just like, you know, you've got a history and stuff like that. Things might come out. I go, well, I'm not scared. Let it come out. Rather, I, everyone has history, right? Mm. And then I was there, I explained to him, I said, look, man, like, I'm happy to do this. I'm doing this because... Like, I know what the brothers out there are feeling. And this is not about women and marriage show. This is all about lighthearted dads talking about different situations, being dads, right? Mm. So, um, but as a profession, yeah, I'm an investment banker of 14 years or 13 years. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it. Um, I'm also a director for a charity. Um, also um, a director for a drink company called Pasha. Um, and the pil the charity I work for is I don't know people might know already. It's called Pilgrim. Um, so Alhamdulillah, like I've, I'm an ambassador for a few companies, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that's it. That that's you know I'm part of a jamaah. Um, I, I I I have a lot of things happening in my life. Alhamdulillah, busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What, what about yourself? Like I, I know involved fathers and. Um, that's what I've of, of known you for, but there's there's histories of what you've done. Yeah, oh, I don't want to go into giving my CV out, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can see on LinkedIn, I guess, <laughs> if you want to know about my working uh, uh, capacity. But um, yeah, involved fathers is something which is the thing that I I've I've really doing hundred percent in that sense. Uh, Alhamdulillah, it's been something really um, needed out there and rewardful. Um, and there's so many, you know, people who are coming forward looking for help. And uh, alhamdulillah, inshallah, I feel that if we can provide that support and help, that's the most important thing. So while I do that, obviously, other things that I've been involved in, those who know me, you know, um, I've been also involved in charity for the last uh, like 11 odd years. Um, <coughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the trustees um, um, since the beginning, really, of uh, Human Aid uh, UK, Mashallah. which is the charity. So... Alhamdulillah, you know, that's something that I've been doing. Um, I did take a break uh, for a couple of years uh, during my cancer spell. And then, you know, uh, you know, you can't ever stay away from something. You know, people always bring you back and also, you know, your heart's there. So Alhamdulillah, I'm involved in that. I've been involved in a lot of DAO work for the last 20 odd years. Um, and, you know, that takes up a lot of the time. And then you've got the family, you've got the six kids. And I'm involved in many other stuff. You know, I've been involved in uh, a lot of this um, kind of the... Uh, the issues regarding uh, relationships, sex education, I've been involved with in a lot of that locally here. And there's just many other projects that pop up that you just give your 
time to because um, it's a good cause and it's, it's work that needs to be done. So yeah, there's a broad spectrum of things that I kind of get involved in. Uh, Alhamdulillah, that's really good to know. So uh, as you can tell, yeah, we are completely different. Yeah. Does it, does it make sense? Yeah. Uh, only um, I would say uh, we obviously, I probably come into the grey area of the charity sector. Yeah. Where I've, and the, and the Jama'ah obviously. Mm. Um, so yeah, Alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's uh, two different kind of spectrum of viewing things yeah and that's 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 really good because it, it balances this, yeah, the discussion out in itself you know a bit like uh i would say uh an interesting thing was you know school started f- for my kids in today um and for you you obviously used to call that to come um but you know it's for the first time in 14 years that there isn't a child at home during term time between the hours of nine and three because my youngest has now gone full time uh, starting reception. Oh, so in 14 years since my eldest was born, there's always been a child in the house all the, all the time, basically. Mm. So alhamdulillah, you know, it's a, it's a very strange experience. Don't get funny <laughs> ideas. Thinking, <laughs> we need to fill that gap. No, no, inshallah, there's a lot of work that can be done to fill the gap, a lot of good work, inshallah. Yeah, nah, uh, but yeah, but Allah blesses, man. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, this has been something really interesting. I know um, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, parents of, you know, anxious about school and kids are anxious about school like my um my third second son third child you know he started a uh, year seven uh today as well so obviously it's all Mashallah. it's all new you know so like you know new transitions uh that you have to go through so alhamdulillah they're all growing and you don't realize how time flies mm. um and it's something which y- you know you, you actually can't tell the years going by unless you look at your kids and you know, that's what I've, I've come to notice which is it doesn't seem that long ago that yeah I got married. It doesn't seem that long ago that you know the kids were born and all of those things are happening. You just kind of fly by in life. And next thing you do, you're looking at them like, "Whoa, oh, man! How did the time go? Yeah, how is it that we got to this situation?" Uh, like I said, it'll be a few more years. Next thing you know, you're getting married and they're getting married, and then um, uh, you get married. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you hear that, Bobby? <laughs> I hope you heard that. I said uh, <laughs> they're getting married, and you know I ended up being a granddad yeah, soon yeah. after that. Yeah, so you know that's 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 you know that's where life heads, isn't it? Yeah, and it's uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, you know you've got all those wonderful years to come, bro. Yeah, like, like before we we want to be. I don't remember this year. <laughs> <laughs> Adam needs to cut it out <laughs> Adam you do not need to cut this out You need to make this in the trailer for episode 4 yeah, And, when the, I get and for those who are viewing Adam's the guy who's behind the camera Behind the scenes He does all the hard work He does, he does, <laughs> he's, he's amazing uh, Alhamdulillah, thank you Adam Yes Yeah, so um, school School is back I'm loving it <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, got 15 month year old, 15 I know. It, it, no, no. The thing is, like, um, the kids are back. Obviously, I got other kids mm. that stay with me. The kids are back at school. Uh, they come back tired, which is good. They go to sleep early as well because they're tired from day running around. They come home, they have a little nap, they wake up, do a bit more running around, and then they're gone back to sleep, waking up early. They're in a routine. Does it make routine, sense? Yeah. That's all it is, man. It's the routine. I wake up seven o'clock, uh, sorry six forty-five. Get my laptop on, jump onto work. Soon as they they get they wake up about eight o'clock to go to go to school. So there's only a time like where I don't know, good fifteen twenty minutes. I just stop f- from working, and then let them get ready, use the bathroom, and they go. And then literally the whole day was quiet today. And the only time that I had to actually do anything was when my son. 
um, and me having breakfast together around 10.30. So um, that was good. So, um, But routine. Routine is really important. I think that's one of the things that picks up for me. That, you know, well, you've got the kids and everything goes, Alhamdulillah, it's fantastic, it's great. But routine is when, you, when you've got... I'm, I'm a guy of routine, I need routine. And if routine isn't there... I just feel disheveled, you know, I just like, I find it very hard to work uh, and trying to get things running. And I know a lot of parents, one of the things that you have is some parents, you know, um, they get so happy, obviously, it's static, oh, kids are back at school, fantastic, I can be free. And sometimes then guilt also comes into parents, they're like, does that make me a bad parent, that I actually am happy the kids are going back to school, mm. that I'm happy that they're not at home. Um, and I get asked that quite a lot. Um, and, you know, what would be your response? What would you be responsible before I say anything? Anyway? What do you think? Do you think it's a bad parent? No, no, nah, nah, bro. Like, if you got a routine, the kids need routine, right? Mm. Um, because if they don't have a routine, then they, that messes up your routine. So in order for you to be uh, efficient with your timing, and you're a busy man, and, you know, you have to give time to your wife, mm. important. You have to t- give time to your mom. You have to give time to every single one of your kids, as well as your companions, your business, and the other things that come onto you that you're not aware of, like just like literally randomly gets chucked at you. So you need to have a routine. So okay, let's 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 go deep into it, right? Um, so for the fathers out there and the mothers, of course, mm. for everyone out there, um, how does a routine look? What, what my routine looks like or what should a routine look like uh, what should a routine look like um, like obviously you know your one could be different yeah. due to circumstances generally, generally because for me I still don't have a routine does it make sense mm. I work son wakes up you know carry him you know give him something and mm. keeping him busy with like technology or something along those lines mm. yeah routine wise um, I will say look, it's, it's important that you do get people to routine because we're, we're uh, creatures of habit and we need to create routines and routines create you know we talked about before about habits and um, what routines do is they create they can help you create good habits as well so you know a lot of parents they focus on uh, you know uh, okay how can I develop the child you know uh, Quran and all of the other things that you want to try to build in within your child so it's really important we do try to create some sort of routine some structure within the day but at the same time I would say don't get so set on the routine because sometimes you can get so set on it that you miss the purpose of the routine you can say not every day you have to do this thing and if you don't do it then you've kind of almost like failed but you need to realize what's the essence of it for example you want your children to love quran and, and get read quran and so forth and so you, then you set every day certain maybe activities f- r- about learning quran for example and there might be a day your child's not feeling it or something's not going right and then you feel oh you have to do it, you still have to do it what's happening is it's good intention that you have but what can then happen to the child is they can start building up resentment towards it because they're like, you know, sometimes you have to take the child's needs and situation into consideration as well. So I remember <laughs> some parents complained to me because uh, when the first lockdown happened and we did a webinar, uh, I, did, actually, I did webinars um, and one of them was about homeschooling in the pandemic. And in there I said, um, I literally said, don't worry. You know, you're coming home thinking, okay, my, my kids learning enough. I'm supposed to suppl- uh, supplement the learning the supposed they have. At school, they would have done at school. I just turned around and said, I said don't worry. I said, they're going to go back to school. For those who are non-homeschooling parents, I'm talking about those who have kids and don't go to school. They're going to go back to school. 
the teachers will already have a plan in place to catch up the kids who have fallen behind yeah and they're the ones they will they'll do all of that yeah so if they're at home during that first time of pandemic it's also very good remember the first part when the clock lockdown was all uncertainty it people have gone crazy cleaning the shopping aisles out you know it was just like you know the world's going to end kind of situation and people's loved ones close people are passing away as a focus on your child's mental health Just be there with them spend time with them don't worry about that so some it's that thought i'm saying that we should keep in mind that let's look from the child's perspective that if you want something to grow you nurture within them i don't know i've really weaved off into different tangents but that, that's why it goes back to routine creating the routine is good but also don't be so fixated on it allow some flexibility here and there and look at the situation um, that's 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 the key message but routine is look early wake-ups are always beneficial you know for the parent for the children you know early wake-ups always the best um but you know in those cases yeah i just want you to touch on it mm. touch on the fact that i i'm a victim to sorry not i was a victim i'm i have put my hands up on this right i like i'm very bad at getting up getting the kid ready or going out making sure that you know the the my, my son has everything ready before we go out i don't do any of that a lot of fathers don't wake up and get their kids ready mm. a lot of mothers do like it become a mother's role and um, sometimes the kids play up on the fact that the mom's waking them up like what can a father do at that particular time or anything like that. I just want you to bring that into yeah. the whole thing. They think about like what our audience can pick up, inshallah. Yeah, I think from look, the routine. Definitely. Look, <coughs> when you're creating routines, remember this. If you're creating a routine, it helps you with your general daily life. But I'm looking at a perspective of cultivating your child, developing new habits and processes and all of those things. Okay. Yeah. Now, if it's, if we should always keep that in mind, when you have a routine, that's what you're looking at. It's going to help their development and their growth because one of the primary objectives of a, of a parent of a responsibility is that they provide tarbiyah which is that nurturing element that growth and that development within them now in order to do that we said it before remember your actions speak louder than words so if you're the dad who's always going to just lie in and let your mom do everything the boys are going to pick up on that they're like mm -hmm. oh god you know dad doesn't you know why should I you know he can sleep and I'm also a guy and then the girls realize oh, we have to get up and it starts creating this culture and generations of people thinking oh men are like this men are and then you start creating this stereotype men are lazy men are the ones who are just like oh no I can't change a nappy oh it's a wife's duty you know you see all these little videos going around on lad bible and other stuff like that as well where they have a, um, you know these little kind of videos of our oh, dad trying to stink I remember there's one with the dad trying to change a nappy and he just couldn't breathe he's like throwing up I think it's serious that's seriously you know it's not that bad nah, yeah so you know you start creating these stereotypes and people live up to those stereotypes and that's what you want to break you want to change and create a generation and i always said go back to look at the example of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know we talked about you know you said it before he helps around the house and you know the, the, this phenomenon was going around but the truth of it is yes he did when he was free and able he helped but he didn't, like I said, do it 24-7 because obviously he had so many other things to do. So same thing when you're the dad. If you're at home and you're free and able, chip in. Why would you not sit back and say, oh, no. I'm tired. Yeah, but is your wife not tired? Um, you're right. I'm just, I'm just saying in terms of like, oh, I worked all day. 
I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out like as, as a guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's do work all day. Yeah? And I should yeah. throw this one out. Yeah. These days, the majority of work is 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 it, is it a physical job? See, being in a chair actually drains you. No, it can drain you. But is it physically laborious? Um. Well. Meaning you're not you, unless I'm not talking about the brothers who are actually doing physical work, like you know those who might be builders, builders these brothers, mashallah, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're physical, soldiers, man. They are, they are. They yeah, are. the physical work, or you know, I don't know whether you are, you know, you, you, you're uh, what do you call it, um, cycling, doing the deliveries or whatever. You're doing some physical. Yeah, kind but of, yeah. do you think? Okay, like I'm, I'm just pointing it out there, right? Um, do you think physical? Um, energy and mental energy is two different things they're two different things yeah, yeah. so physically right i i'm not no, no disrespect to the brothers who do manual work yeah um and i i, I rate them because like you know it's an amazing skill to have but builders or let's say uh el- electrician or along those lines yeah isn't it something that they could potentially do without using their mind but just physically just okay this needs to be fixed or this needs to be built because they've done it so much. Okay, all. right. So the builder's doing the physical side. Yeah, fine. Okay, just just say he's not using much of his uh, uh, kind of uh, mental um, energy. Energy, yeah? yeah. Okay, um, you're sitting, for example, I don't know your job. I'm assuming you sit on the desk, yeah? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're not moving around, you're not building, you're not jumping up and down and so forth, yeah? But you're using your mental strength, yeah? Mm. Right. So you both come home. Both, these are two types of men that come home. Yeah. You're both tired. I like this. Okay, yeah? go on. All right, you're both tired, yeah? So you've got one who's mentally tired, whatever, yeah? Right. Yeah. Now, your wife, she, if she's got kids, yeah, she will be mentally tired and she'll be physically tired. So what excuse do you have, bro? You know, so that's where, if I put it that way, you have to take it into perspective. Now, I've always said, I'm not saying... Dads have got to stop doing everything and they just need to do all of that. I said, look, when you're there, help, chip in. That's what makes a marriage. That's mm. what makes a family. And your kids, them keep part of it. Your kids, and I remember Sheikh Uthaymin mentioned this. He said, it's from the sunnah of imitating the Prophet for you to make your own cup of tea, for example. Mm-hmm. For you to do these chores in the house. What would happen is, is because the Prophet used to also help out within the house when he was free and capable and able to do so. And then what happens is, it builds love between you and your wife because why? You've done something. You've eased her burden by doing something. Yeah. So why? Is and it then your kids will see you yeah. and see you as an example. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah, and it builds the love within the family because we're looking at creating the family union. It can't be like, all right, I'm just going to sit back and do jackal. Yeah. You do everything, and then you know, I'm just running, and I'll be the tickle monster. That, yeah. that gave me shivers, man. That that's germs out there, man. Like you know what it is? I reckon it's because of being called or being named or being saying you know you know uh, uh you know i don't want to use some certain terminologies but let's just say our elders are not fond of that yeah mm. and they put pressure like I, i'll give you a very good example of what you're talking about right my older sister the other day and uh, she watches all our show she loves it by the way she goes to me um Keta, Nur. Have you noticed something? I go, what's that? He goes, um, Adam, my oldest nephew, he tries to be like you or the other uncles, and especially you. And I go, oh yeah, so that's not bad. I, you know, 
I'm not saying anything like highly of myself, mm. but I'm saying, well, he's not doing anything bad though, is he? But then I didn't realize until my sister pointed it out and I noticed it. She goes, he's picking up all your habits. I said, my habits? I feel like I don't have any bad habits. Um, my wife, when she's coming, she changed a lot of stuff about my routine mm, mm. and my day to day. And um, and, I, and like cleanness is definitely like improved like a lot. Like I, I was clean anyway, but I didn't realize like, you know, the certain things I would do, for example, like um, uh, my clothes, tuck it away rather than chucking it. Right. <laughs> I, I come in, bro, I just open my clothes and chuck it. And then I'll probably, you know, or put in my clothes in a wash basket rather than just leaving it in a corner and stuff mm. like that. It's just wearing sandals wherever I'm out, like in the kitchen or whatever, etc. And, you know, for, for us, it was just like, it's no morning. Mm. Do you get it? Um, but Alhamdulillah, like my sister was telling me, she's saying, Noor, um, like I've noticed it because it started to bug me. <laughs> yeah. After football, so I'll come home and you know you'll have um what's that turf stones yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, Astroturf yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it will be my shoes. I'll come into the uh, passage, open it, but there'll be stones on the floor, but I wouldn't be asked to like clean it. You get it? I was like, Oh man, I need to have a shower right now. I'll do it later, but later never happens to get it. Um and now I'm I'm really conscious that I've literally made a basket outside where before I even go inside the house I'll make sure my shoes are in this basket, my socks are clean, and then I walk into the house. But I'm growing up. Does it make sense? Mm. Um, because the wife's not going to clean up after me. She's going to do it once. Second time, she's going to be like, oh, you're making that mess. And third time, you're like, you know what? Do it to get it. Mm. It's like that, right? But with mums, mums just do it mm. to get it. And I have a mum, alhamdulillah, she's done everything for me mm. to get it. And I've noticed my sister does everything for her son. And he's got habits that I used to have where after football, now, bro, I have to go get the washing machine, like put it in the washing machine, wash it, or put it in a basket, but separate from the dry clothes and then wash it straight away or that day or the next morning, wherever it is after football, whatever. But um, my, my nephew, he started to put his football clothes in, in a, in, you know, on the floor, um, his trainers are like literally the stones are in the passage and I'm like I didn't wear that but my nephew's done it do you get it so and he's picking up a lot of stuff that I used to do mm. and his mom's picking up from him and that's when my sister said he look up he look ups to you so maybe tell him uh, look can you do this can you do that so today Alhamdulillah I actually told him um, I, um, my wife got the hoover out she was a bit annoyed because um, the hoover finger was full mm. And she's like, oh, it's full again, whatever, etc. But, uh, but she didn't make a hoo-ha about it. Rather, like she started opening it, cleaning it. But I heard it. I was working, right? And I heard it. I, was, um, I literally went and said, oh, let me do it. S silly me, yeah. I washed the whole thing. She goes, why are you washing your washing machine? I'm sorry, Hoover. <laughs> so why are you washing a Hoover? I go, are you not supposed to? She goes, no. You change the filters or you wipe it or whatever, but... You wash the whole thing. Now it's going to take another hour to dry. <laughs> so she's cracking up there, yeah. While I'm like, okay, look, I'm, I'm I washed everything, cleaned it out, whatever. And then I, it just hit me. I like hoovering, yeah. I don't do it often, but I do it to get it. 
when it suits me. Um, like, and then what I did was I said to my nephew, Adam, come up. He goes, what's up, Major? And he goes, uh, could you um, do the hoover? He didn't even hesitate. He did the whole hoovering, all the rooms, all the passage, sitting room, kitchen, everything. Passage, you know, um, and he loved it. You know, I wouldn't say he loved it, but he liked it. He, he didn't make a fuss about it. But then I was thinking, you know what? Let's make that into a routine. Mm -hmm. As soon as he come back from school or weekends, do you get it? Bring that in. So when he's he's ready for his wife. I remember you saying that. Did you not say that? Like, yeah, no, I, I said that <coughs> um, when I used to, when I was uh, younger, I used to do all the stuff, ironing, hoovering, and so forth. My mum used to say, ah, oh, he'd make a, he'd make a good husband. Um, oh, good wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on now. <coughs> we don't talk about those kind of things. Anyway. <laughs> there's only, there's only two genders anyway, male and female. That's it. That's it. That's 100%. If yeah. Rashid Bai, if you're listening, I'm with you, bro. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's true. What you're saying is creating those habits and, and these are like chores. Now, you touched upon this before in one of the videos, which is that mums, yeah? Mm. I don't want to sound it in such a bad way. I don't want to say insult, but for example, a lot of your habits that you built up was because of your mum because she yeah. cleaned after you. She did. Yeah. And while my, you know, while with the love, love, she was doing that, <clears throat> it was actually creating in you a habit where it's like, oh, I just... I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Someone's always going to tidy up after me. And then your wife's going to inherit that and say, well, I, was I born your slave? You know? Mm. And so those things start picking up. Yeah, but those comments annoy brothers. Do you get it? Yeah. Like, it's something that it's like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, but you come and instead of like talking to me, you come and like, you're like oh, backhand. Do you get it? And you're like, yeah, I guess that's And sometimes. then the guys react and they shouldn't react. By all means, that I've, I've noticed a lot of bickering happens over silly and resolvable stuff. I think That's a lot a of this. I think a lot of this is because one is sometimes, you know, if you need to get something picked up, this is from my own experiences that or, or something done. Your wife is saying, "Can you do that?" If she's saying something like that, like, "Oh, I've been was I born your slave, or whatever," what it means is there's a, there's been a build up, and that's yeah. like a, that's like a pop, yeah. Mm. And at that moment, you just shouldn't just 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 pick up the message, take it on. Now, if she's doing that all the time, then by all means, when things are calm, never address it when your emotions are high. Mm. Either one of you. When you're chilling, relaxed, just say, you know, before you said that, you know, uh, it'd be nice if you didn't say it. Or whatever it is, you know, you can, you can have that discussion. Yeah. But, you know, if you're both you know, on fire, then, yeah, you're going to burn the house down. Yeah. Like one of them's got to be calm while yeah. the other one... One's fire, one's got to be water. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's the analogy that's always given. So that's but, really important. But the point being is that no mothers and so that's what i always say to parents like get your kids get them so they've had they've had their food get them to wash their plate i know it's difficult because even me i have to remind them the kids go in after they have it all right especially the older ones the younger ones there's less expectation as they get older and the ability to do so and they can reach the sink you know um they should be able to learn to clean those things mm. themselves and said you know you know clean your plates get into the habit i have to remind them you know and i'm the one who says it i don't my wife doesn't say it. i'm the one who said where's well, your mom your slave you know and it's just to remember, is she the only one? Is she your dishwasher? Is she your chef? Is she, you know, you know, uh, is she is she your cleaner? Whatever it is. So it's really important that we do get kids into a habit, into that thing, which they do. And, and I know my kids they have that. You know, I said, look, I was here, but alhamdulillah, now my kids are older. They, every day they know it, the routine. Okay, 
this day, sun's hoovering, next day my daughter's hoovering and so on. So they hoover one, tidies up, and the weekend they've got chores, up to says, downstairs cleaning and other further things. And it's part of it. And what happens, I even pay them for their chores because they learn about money. They learn about with, with graft comes money or in, you know money doesn't just grow on trees because if you keep on giving them just free money, you know, you can create also an element of entitled children. Now, some people disagree with giving money for chores, but that's a different discussion. And uh, How much uh, do you give by accuracy? <coughs> for me, uh, I'll say the younger ones is less, but it's just like with the chore they do, it's a pound. You know, they just do chores, they can get, you know, they get a pound for the chore. And, but because I've got a load of them, so I've got a kind of ration out oh. the amounts, but it builds up and then they have their money. When they have their money, they're able to then uh, kind of, um, but, you know, we've got three things that we do with the money is one is that they save, one is that they spend and one is that they give. Yeah, so they've got that. And so uh, from there, then what would happen is you accumulate up all of the give money in a month. And then in the month, you say you give to charity. You say to the kids, okay, who should give it to? So you're doing, you're creating within your children the from the young age about giving. Mm. You're also giving to your children from a young age about saving. So one's a save one. So there's something you really want. And that costs, say, I don't know, 30 pounds. You might want some, I don't know, some sort of toy or something just say example nerf gun yeah, yeah nerf gun whatever you know you're gonna get a big one you know. we're not sponsored by <coughs> nerf but if you're listening Bound we music. don't buy Bound music can, <coughs> you can you can sponsor the nuri, show <laughs> nuri chowdhury and we'll be happily promote your stuff yeah so uh basically if you want to buy that then you learn to save and then you save up save up, save up i've achieved it i can get it now and then the spend one is more your immediate thing you can buy on so you might be oh i want to get something from the shop and i want to get a sweet maybe or whatever it might be a treat so you do that and the, the kids learn that but the thing is is that get them into the habits so of chores are yes they're important and as they grow up they need to learn they should be able to then start ironing their own clothes basically the way you need to look at it is and and they should also learn to cook and i do say you know the boys should also learn that it's a skill to have because in life you don't know where you're going to head yeah and you might be in a situation where yeah if you don't you know why is it that you don't know how to cook you know um so learn to cook, you know, and that, that's, that's kind of flush coming from me because, you know, I know some cooking, but I don't know a lot of the others because my wife won't let me touch the kitchen. You know, that's just, uh, you know, her thing, it's her domain. Yeah, it's you all know, right for you, you know. to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying it. But, like, you know, I always dig with my wife. I always say, you know, if you allowed me into the kitchen, then, you know, I'm sure I'll be a good chef. I'm sure I'll be a good chef. Yeah, you probably but, you poison know, everyone. I, <laughs> but apart from, apart from the cooking, I'm talking about everything else as well. Like, you know, alhamdulillah, this is how, I don't know, it's, it's how it was within me, which is that you, you do your own work, you do your own things, you know, and you shouldn't have to rely on somebody else. Yeah, you know, my wife's there, so sometimes, yeah, I might be like, oh, I'm really tired, I can't do this today. No, she can do something, but that that isn't, that goes a long way, because why? Because she would know that every other time I do things. Yeah. Given the opportunity, I would do it. It's not the case of uh, uh, me not doing it. And so there's a relationship is different. And I said, that's what I said. That's what happens. I'll come home. I'll do what needs to be done. You know. You know. If it needs to be done, I'll get it done, and I'll get them ready. And we talked about in the morning. You know, generally speaking, you know, when we go to sleep, I'm the one who does off quickly. My wife takes a long time, but in the morning, I'm the one usually who just wakes up earlier. My wife can sleep in, so <laughs> we're a bit opposite in that way. So sometimes I happen with my youngest. He's that one kid that. Mashallah, it's always the youngest one that gives you, uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, difficulties <laughs> in how you manage. So my him, one's oldest, middle, and the youngest yeah, at the moment. It's, it's, it's all, it's all <laughs> in one. But he's, he's like, you know, he's the one that I have to, 
you know, it's it's a little game you play to get him ready in the morning. It's okay. a game, and you got to play the game, and you got to be patient with playing the game. Um, but you know, he does. Is he, it. Is it because he's a mix character of all of them? He is. He's learnt so much. I can't believe the language he comes out with, man. It's like this morning, the first day of school, yeah. And remember, he's a July baby, so he only turned four just a couple of months ago, really. Mm. Yeah. So he's one of those ones, yeah. And look, I was a July baby as well, so I know how it feels. Like you're literally like the youngest in your year, and you know I always felt that you shouldn't be in that year. You should be in the year below because you're closer there. Yeah. But do you not think? Okay, just I know we're drifting away badly, <laughs> but do you think? Do you not think uh, parents should have an option of what? Of yes. Yeah. Look, if you start me on that, I've already spoken about this in other platforms here. But yeah. I said, look, the school system is flawed. Schools are flawed. Education is flawed. You know, I'm, I just go raw on this whole point. Yeah. Okay. okay Remember, okay. education. Why was education in this country set up? Why was it set up? Why was it set up? Yeah, bro. Why was it set up? Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay. To uh, capitalism, is it like to make you think their way? The education system that was initially set up here was to f basically be a childcare for the mum, so she can go to work. Okay, I didn't so know that. So you look at the history of basically education in the UK and the w most of the Western world. It was all set up to free up the mother, so she could go to work, extra work in labour economy. So it is very much into capitalism, as you kind of yeah. mentioned. So it wasn't at the best uh, best interest of the children, yeah. Now you go into that's why I said that that's why the education model in this country isn't actually fit, yeah. If you look at um, because this is from my studies anyway um, of child psychology and development, which is a child uh, basically um, is only ready for formal education behind the desk kind of thing from the age of seven, yeah. That's when they can actually concentrate, engage, and before that they shouldn't be in that formal setting. Rather, there is learning through play and, uh, and uh, discovery and so forth, but not in those settings. So formal school settings are actually not the best uh, uh, development for the child. And there's examples where I think it's in Germany, some in, in Scandinavia, some states within, some areas, with some states within America, where they start formal education at seven. Mm. Now, when you compare the development of the, the trajectory of the child in the UK and just say in Scandinavia, yeah? I think Sweden, if I'm correct, now they start at seven, so that means the early start, you know, like the learning your, you know, you know the arithmetic and all the other bits, you know, like ABCs and other development. The kid here in the UK phew, kick a start, but remember, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. So what happens is they get to seven, but that kid's develop, develop, and then you see the kid who started later, they develop a lot more because you know why they become, uh, you know, there's there's a there's a, uh, there's a whole whole problem about their development and their culture, and they're not ready for that age of learning, and actually they learn better when they get ready. For learning later on so that's why i said that really the whole structure in this country isn't set uh, or isn't actually at the best interest of the children and that's why we look at homeschoolers you know homeschooling is is you know um, if they follow the you know uh, model like because that's what it is their model isn't always necessarily formal learning it does build on in the latter years so you know that's why i said the education system is is flawed in itself why was it set up how is it set up and i even forgot your question now man no, no, my question... Um, you, you triggered me and I was supposed to say something else and I just reminded me. Yeah, 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 nah. The reason why I... No, no, I, I was saying... Oh, sugar, now you made me forget. Um, it was definitely about what I think of... School... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is completely white, man. I'm the guy... Oh. I went you're, on a you're, the, you're the memory guy, man. I'm the worst memory guy. But, you know, what was it? So we're talking about school education, not the best thing. 
Oh, that's it. The school years, the year, yeah, about them choosing what year their kids should be. Oh, yeah. So now, if you look at it, when the system was set up, they do this whole thing of September the 1st to August the 31st. That's the one year, yeah, during the year. So technically speaking, a child could be born, yeah, on the 31st of August 2021, yeah, and he'll be in the same year as a child born, just say he's born on the 31st of August uh, 2021, at 11.59 p.m. Yeah? Mm. And there's another child born on the 1st of September at 1 past 12 in the morning in 2020. That's a full year apart. A full year apart. Barring two minutes difference. They're in the same academic year. No, I think they give you the option on no. the 31st. Do they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go 30th then. Come on. Yeah. Right, you know, uh, you're not being, much of it. Not come much, on, not right, much right. different. Yeah, so you tell me now. It's, it's not, you know, the point. I can see your yeah. passion about this. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> it doesn't work. The system that needs to be, uh, there needs to be upheaval of the whole system. Mm. What will, the way that you should do it is this. Uh, and there's a whole, actually, um, movement behind this as well, which is uh, January to June. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. That should be an academic year, July to December academic year. So the biggest gap between the child will be only six months. Yeah, mm. if they create academic years like that, it'd be more fairer and more balanced. Yeah, the current system is flawed. That's why I said those who are summer babies they suffer the most. Uh, see, come on, man! Like when you're 15, 16, yeah, I, I, those kids born in June, July, August, they're smarter than everyone else. Not always the case. Not necessarily always like, the case. I, 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 up to what age does that matter? It does matter. No, no, up to what age does it matter? I don't know. Throughout the whole time in education, especially secondary education, it would have, it would have an impact. So you think all the way to uni? Well, no. Uni is different because when you enter uni, you can be at different ages. Yeah. Now, yeah, it can. It can matter. It can. It can have an impact because... But then again, I'm looking at the, uh, the you're looking at the primary years and secondary years. I'm looking at more so than the latter years. Even secondary yeah. school, man. Yeah. But it does have its impact because you have, uh, you know, uh, you're always having to, you're punching above your weight. So those kids who are doing really well in things, that means they are really smart. Because technically speaking, I feel they should have been in the in the years of the year below, basically. And there would there would have been a different dynamic there. The whole system is not set up properly. No, you're yeah. right. You're right because yeah. you know what? Look, I'm not in the education system, and I know you have a, a hand in that. And my sister always, uh, a couple of my sisters are teachers, right? Uh, they're always banging on about that, and they're talking about how their kids, born in summer, losing out against the rest of them. Yeah, do you get it? Um, and the, the, there's always a massive. They're always talking about it. And I'm like, I've always had it in the back of my head, like, how, why does that matter? I get it at the early stage, like four and five, five and six. I think after that, all the kids are normal, man. All the kids are on the same level. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's necessarily it. always the case. Like I said, some people are like having to play catch up, having to work extra hard yeah. just to basically, you know, make the mark kind of thing. But, you know, the reason why we started off with this, because I was talking about my July born baby. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry. But, it's it's interesting because in the morning he turned around this morning and he said he wakes up he smiles and he says to my wife goes to him it's time to get up get ready for school and he goes oh this is such a comfortable bed just a couple more minutes i'm like where'd you learn this from 
Yeah, he's like I said, it's, he's like proper having this really in depth conversation. I'm thinking, where is this coming from? I've never heard anybody. My other kids even say that. The older kids just said, "Oh, so comfortable." Let me a couple more minutes. And they say, "Come look up." Okay, just two more minutes. Oh, the bed is so nice, and it's just like he's just there. He's playing a log. It's so funny. They like to play some games with him. And I said, okay, right. And another certain things work with him. So I said to him, okay, how, how, how much longer do you want to stay there for? One? And he said, uh, four. He just pull, pull, like, pulls up a number, so no problem. So then I count to four slowly. Then he jumps out of bed. And I had to get him ready. But a lot of it takes a lot of effort, you know, with him in terms of how he, how he, how he does things. Would have you worked if he was your mum? You're not your mum. His mum, sorry. No, she can play the game as well, but it all depends on how far. Eventually, it gets to a point where, like, okay, I've got to get kids ready. I've got to get your packed lunch ready. I've got to get whatever boom, out of the house. Because, you know, with me and my wife, is, I've got three kids in secondary, three in primary, yeah? And so I deal with the secondary a lot because the school's further away. So I'm just like, they get, get them up. I, I get up, make sure they're getting up. They get ready. And because they can take care of themselves, they have their own. They sort everything else out themselves. you got the easy part then. Then, then they're out the door. i got to drive. I'm going to drop them to school and come back here. But I, I get up earlier to wake them up here because they leave earlier. So they start earlier. So we do that. And so she's got to do the other side. So obviously, sometimes pressure's there. Good time. They're like, okay, right. You know, you know, you don't have time for like games sometimes. So a lot of the times, especially last year, I had to do a lot of that when he was in the nursery. Um, kind of getting him playing those games with him. Every child is different, but I, I think a lot of what he's learned is because he's observed everybody's behavior, and he's like six in one, and you know he's pushing every boundary possible, and it's interesting because uh, it's it's an interesting challenge. But he's so cheeky, he's so cheeky, mashallah. You know, it's 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 it's, uh, it's it's enjoyable in that sense. But at the same time, if you're under pressure, you think, okay, I really don't have the time for it now. Things need to be expedient and. The last thing you want him to do is suddenly he just gets heels and he just stops moving. That's what he does. And he just stands there. You're like, okay, right. I've got to break it down and get him moving again. Mm. But a lot of it is just about connection with him and getting things done. And um, yeah, so we're talking about wake up in the morning. So I'm trying to go back, to trace back the, 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 the conversation, which was uh, about routines and, and things in the morning. But men waking up in the morning and doing things, you know, I think it's important where you can. Yes, we're all going to be tired. Yeah. I'm tired as well. I'm always tired. I'm not tired all the time. People look at me, look tired, and say, yeah, I just woke up. <laughs> you look tired, yeah. It's like, whatever time of the day it is, I just generally, I look tired all the time. Um, but, you know, that thing of giving, you know, being part of the family, playing that role is really important. Otherwise, like I said, you're going to create a next generation of boys who are going to sit there and think, oh, God, I'm going to sleep in bed, mum will deal with everything, wife will deal with everything. And they're bad habits. They're not good habits to have. And they're not actually prophetic habits they're not, not an example of the Prophet and we know the example of the Prophet he was an early bird the day starts early you know this is a man who prayed most of his night in Tahajjud slept very little Fajr day started boom rolling so we want to be following that example and that's what we want to educate the children with as well and nurture that within them when you have an early day you know you can really do so much and I've seen the Barakah in that that when I, I before I go into this routine is hard to manage, but if you can get balance where you start really early in your day and you whack out so much, and I should do that. That I'll get up. You the, there's one way we get up at four o'clock. Yeah, I did this. I managed to maintain it for a while, but then you know circumstances change and routines change. You get up at four, four o'clock in the morning. The day started. Yeah, and if Fajr is around that time, perfect. It fits in. Um, it depends obviously when it's rotating and then that's it, you start your day and then that's it, after Fajr you do all your things you can do everything, you can do Adhkar, you can do Quran you can do your studies, you can do everything 
you whacked out so much stuff. Oh, now the kids are waking up, getting ready for school. You've done like four hours. Yeah, you've got like three, four hours in already. And then when you do start your day, you're, you can get so much. That's why I said there's barakah in the, in, in the morning as well. And it's something which, you know, I, I saw the personal blessings of and, and, and the barakah within that once you do start an early day, you're able to get so much done. Now, I'm not saying wake up at four o'clock. I'm just saying just, you know, get up reasonably, you know. The earlier you can get up, you see, and you know it, you know, because to be honest, once the dhuhr hits, the day just runs away. But before then is where most of the barakah is, uh, and you can get a lot in. And so, and also, you know, after lunch, you're more lethargic. All of those things kick in, your productivity dips, all of those things. So the best time is in the morning. So get routines in the morning. If you want kids to do Quran, morning is always the best time. You know, all of those things, your your, your brain is that the most sharpest and freshest in the morning. You know, um, as much as I would love to do that, there comes time where, you know, you might want to play games or you might want to watch a movie, watch a, a series. Uh, because the kids are sleeping, right? Only chance you'd probably get throughout the whole day uh, to actually see some TV or to have a, have a chat. To get it, um, so I know circumstances are different out there, right? So, and I, you know what? I genuinely think that sisters, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to get under sisters' good books here, but as I'm seeing it more and more, and I look around my family or other family, like I see it, the sisters compromise a lot more for the kids, for the family, even for extended family. Versus the brothers And That's one of the key problems Where you know A lot of issues come um, And I just You know If someone doesn't Point it out to me I don't actually know It's a problem mm. And sometimes Brothers Only understand When someone Close to them Or extended Sees it and tells them Like for example Us two having a conversation About this and some brother might be out there listening and saying, oh my God, I do that. Mm. Do you get it? But the wife might, probably has told them a hundred times that, you know, he, you know, he probably got told many times by others or whatever, etc. But he just don't want to listen to them. Mm. Do you get it? So where I'm getting with this is like, even myself to come from a very dominated male aura kind of thing right i change a lot of my habits through time and there's a thing where i do fear and i'm just i want to say i'm not going to hold back where i do things but i don't need to show them do you get it mm. i don't want to show them that i'm doing it and i don't want to brag about it either mm. there's many reasons i'm contradicting here well, like, you know, I, I want to sh- tell brothers do it and then I do it myself, but I don't want to show it in public purely because there's a thing where, oh, he's hoovering. Oh, he's cleaning. Oh, so what does he... And there's people that talk to get it. And that's the problem. Usual cases when I see it's like brothers do not want to come out looking weak. Does that make sense? Mm. Like for example, I was gonna, I was, I was going out late night the other day, and um, 
And I, I only realized it then that my son wasn't going to sleep. And um, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to leave my wife while he's in that mood because mm. he does get to her sometimes. You get it? Mm. Because he's too much sometimes. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to put him to sleep. But what I did, I learned this from New Year. I left him in this uh, cot. I left him with toys and he tired himself out. And then he got up and he looked at me and goes, Abba. And I'm like, okay, now he wants to sleep. So I cuddled him. He went to sleep straight away. But I had a friend waiting for me. Do you get it? But I said to him, now nah, my priority is my son. And I'm making sure that he's asleep. So my wife can just jump into bed, go to sleep straight. Do you get it? Not worry about it. And he felt good. I guess what I did, bro. I just told my friend, look, my son's awake. He's not going to sleep. To get, I'm gonna put him to sleep, and then I'm gonna pick you up. Mm. And he goes, "Yeah, that's cool, man. Do what you gotta do." I realized, oh my god, that was easy. Do you get it? Mm. I didn't get no black backlash from it or anything like that. Does that make sense? And why should I get backlash from it? But it's just the mentality I grew up with. Does it make sense? Um, and that's what we need to overcome. Yeah, and no, I agree. We have to overcome that, and not just that. There are even though you're saying in your mind the backlash, you're thinking of a backlash. There are also circumstances when you're with the boys, they do, they'll, they'll, they'll take the mick, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, um, you know, if you say certain things, it's that environment of, oh, there's a lot of testosterone around masculinity, you got to show, you got to show you're the man. And if you're doing those things, and I've, I, I've never, you know, f you know, enjoyed those situations. And there'll be a time when people say something, I'll say, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't embrace you. I'm like, yeah, and what? <laughs> Big deal. And I, and I throw it to him. I said, you know, this is where you drop it. The Prophet I'm not a helper around the house. Did he not do that? <laughs> this is a time to drop it. Not the case of the guy you never see ever again because he's at home 24-7 doing the hoovering. You know, that's a different story to, <laughs> you know, this case of, uh, uh, you know. this. You know what, we need to have a conversation about brothers being home 24 hours. That's a topic that we need to discuss. And I think that is... A whole hour itself. Yep, definitely. That's I, I, I genuinely think like that is, I don't know how or whatever, but <laughs> I know sisters might hate me for this, but it's got nothing to do with the sisters. I just don't understand where the brothers, I, I think that's some, something that we just need to discuss going mm. further down, maybe bring yeah. a third opinion in. Would we get a third one in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, um, I, I'm just conscious of um, how much we've like, I just I just want you to summarize it quickly like in few words like the brothers and sisters can take from this about routine okay <laughs> put me on the spot there but I think routine wise is this um, remember whatever routine that you want to build up your kids or you want to build within your children um, it's important that you model yourself yeah so don't have an expectation on your kids getting up early in the morning to do things if you the ones laying in bed not doing nothing they're going to follow everything you do um so it's really important you look at yourself um and that, that's the key the key the key thing about routine creating routine is something also good so plan things out because it creates good habits and that's what you want to build within your children and the last thing is don't be so rigid don't be so rigid on it be flexible and don't lose sight of the goal the goal is for example the love of quran not just just to memorize it for example so you know, make sure that that nurturing environment is there and it's not lost because those things can happen. And the last point, like I said, I think it's really important that um, we put perspective and fathers do put perspective, you know, um, that, you know, sometimes, like I said, we come home, we're drained, whether it's physically or mentally. 
But if you've got a kid at home, most likely your wife's been trained both mentally and physically. So, um, you know, put things in perspective. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. And if you did that, it will just make a more loving home. And a loving home is the environment you need to raise good children. And if you don't have a loving home, and it's always bickering and all of those things, and this is what causes fractures. And this is when you see learned behavior from your children when they're seeing how you're interacting. So you see how you speak to your wife, kids start picking up on that. You see, and the wife sees how you speak to the hus- her husband, kids picked up on that and they start talking like that to their mum and dad. And that's the, the things that can then cause obviously longer term problems. So in a nutshell, that is what I would summarize with. Nice, nice, nice. Sure. Um, now I've taken a lot from this man. I appreciate it. I let you wrap it up. Wrap up, inshallah. So uh, that was uh, the conclusion of episode number four of Lighthearted Dads. Please do subscribe, like, share, and I always say comment. I really do enjoy the comments coming in because it just shows engagement with the audience. I know Noor loves the comments. Um, I actually and do. And I like every single one. Um, you know whether you support Noor or not. <laughs> you know he gives it to me. You know that he goes, "Ah, oh, did you read this one? You valois, you deserve it." I'm like, okay. The thing is, like your your comments and your comeback needs to be a bit stronger. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, uh, don't, don't get personal though. Don't get personal. Yeah, uh, all sure I gotta not. say, don't get personal because uh, I'll, I'll put you out. <laughs> Call it out on the show, yeah. No, Abdullah, uh, it's good. It's uh, Kapoor from four four o'clock that day made this comment. Get the folder. <laughs> I just said we, we should read next time. I think we'll read out some of the comments to be good. <laughs> yeah, David jokes. Yeah, inshallah. But Alhamdulillah, please do do that and don't forget. Um, please to support us, allow us to continue creating good content. Inshallah, more content. So please subscribe to our Patreon. Um, so that's uh, link is in the bio. Inshallah, and with that, we'll conclude today's session. Uh, we've been light-hearted dads today. <laughs> so it's been with me, Noor, and... Muhammad Noor. Muhammad Noor. And I'm sure you've noticed a fly flying around. He's been our third companion today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's been bugging the hell out of me, man. He decided to join the show. He decided to join the show today, so hopefully uh, you enjoyed his company. Uh, usually it's not like that, guys, so... Um, Yes, because Noor closed the door too late. Yeah, yeah, I left it open and uh, they're doing some stuff out there. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. I'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.